We have some folks at the back to take our children for children's church. So you kids, if you'd like to go, can go to the back of the sanctuary and head downstairs. And we're going to pray together as they go. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your love, and we're so thankful that you have brought us together in this very room with you, that we might open our minds and hearts now to your word. Thank you for this beautiful music, Lord, that has prepared our hearts to listen to what you would say to us today and given us the opportunity to lift up our voices in praise to you. We pray, Lord, that at the end of this service, we might be truly aware of all that you've done for us and that we might have hearts of gratitude and that we might leave here dedicated to wanting to give you thanks and praise for all that you are and all that you've done, not only during this week and this season, but every day that we live. Because truly, every, every moment that we're on this earth is a gift from you. And may we use it, Lord, to honor your name. So we trust you're going to speak now and that your word would be applied to our hearts. And we ask that your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's turn for a few moments to Ephesians 5.20. We're going to focus on that verse, God's will for your life. And you've heard me emphasize that before. It's something that I get asked probably more than anything else. Well, I just want to know how to know what God's will is for my life. And by that, people usually are thinking, where am I going to live? What job will I have? What kind of... uh, Marriage or relationship does God want for me in the future? Those kinds of things. And all those things are important. But what I always try to tell people is start with what the Bible expressly says is his will for your life. And then he'll show you the rest. And here we find something that is expressly stated in the scripture. That it is the will of God for you and me. And that is to give thanks. To have a heart of gratitude. Look at Ephesians 5. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 15. And read down through verse 20. See then that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And so right in the the heart of that section is this verse 20, which is expressly stated as a, a continuation of what the will of the Lord is. And the will of the Lord for us is that we have thankful hearts. Well, we're preparing to celebrate a holiday that we call Thanksgiving. And it's something that's very much a part of who we are as Americans. It's been a part of our heritage since before we were a country, going all the way back to the pilgrims, right? And it's been continued on to this very day. 
And every year, there's even a presidential proclamation declaring the fourth Thursday of November to be a day of giving thanks to God. That's a unique thing. That's a part of who we are. And it does say a great deal about where we came from as a country. Uh, there's been a great attempt to erase all of that, that there's any connection or any desire to honor God as a part of the founding of this country. And yet it's so evident unless you're just so blinded to the truth. And this Thanksgiving Day is an example of that that's coming up. But it's not just a holiday, or it shouldn't be. For us as Christians, thanksgiving is the will of God, that we give thanks to the Lord. And I think it is actually a real secret to having a, a happy life, a joyful life. And I think that's why God tells us to give thanks in all things. He knows is that, it, yes, it gives honor to him and if for no other reason, we ought to give thanks to God. But he also knows that it's good for us. It's healthy for us. And it releases in our lives a power, the power of God, that we might have lives that are fulfilled and satisfying and filled with joy. One writer has said there are really four levels of life. There are those people who are constantly complaining and grumbling. Have you ever known anybody like that? You're probably going to be around some people like that here at the holidays that you're not typically around, maybe on Thanksgiving Day or uh, sometime close to Christmas. And there are a lot of people that stay right there at that spot. These are the people that brighten the room when they leave. As soon as they leave, the room just gets brighter. Everybody just kind of exhales. Have you ever been in a room like that? Now, those people are loved by God, too. They just, are, they just don't love people very much, and they're kind of hard to be around. But that's one level that people live on. Then there are people who just live lives of ingratitude. It's not that they complain all the time, but they don't thank God. They don't thank God for much of anything in their life. They may just kind of be a completely ignorant of all of the things that God has done for them. They never think about it. Then there are people who do thank God for obvious blessings, and when something good happens, they're grateful, and that's better. But then there's what Paul is talking about here. It's what God's Word says, where we ought to be on that higher plane, and that is that we give thanks in all things, and that's not easy to do. The more we do it, the easier it gets. But it's not our first instinct to give thanks in all things. Unthankful people are generally unhappy people. It's a, it's, a, it's a reality of life. And so if in your life you want to be fulfilled and joyous and happy, you need to start doing what will make that possible. And when we do the will of the Lord, he opens up his blessings. And so he tells us here to be thankful. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. So let's talk about first the win of thanksgiving. 
The very first thing is when we should be thankful. Verse 20 says, giving thanks always. So when should we be thankful? It says always. Now, we went over this a little bit in the devotion from last uh, Sunday night, but here we're going to expand on this a little bit more. It's not that God says sometimes, or when things are easy, be thankful. We, we'd have an easier time with it if, it if that's what it said, but it doesn't say that. It says, giving thanks always. Psalm 68, Psalm 68 verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Every day God loads you with a fresh load of benefits. Sometimes we go through life and we're completely oblivious to all the benefits, all the blessings that God has given to us. But every day God has given you a, a new load, a fresh load of his blessings and his benefits. Lamentations 3.23 says, The mercies of God, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He is faithful. And his faithfulness is rooted in his blessings on you and me. He gives us his blessing. And we need to recognize that and give thanks always. A good habit to develop is when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do, tell God you're thankful. Thankful for another day of life. Thankful for what he has in store for you that day. You may not even know what's going to happen that day, but you know God is there, and he allowed you to wake up for this new day. Now, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. We don't have tomorrow, do we? But we have today, the day that God has given us life and breath, we have this day. So a good way to start today is to say, thank you, God, for giving me this day. And whatever you have in store for this day, I praise you and thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Thanksgiving Day, when is it? It's the fourth Thursday of November. But for us, for the Christian. For the person who recognizes the blessings and benefits of God, it's every day, isn't it? 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Philippians 4, 6 says, In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so when you pray, thanksgiving should be a part of every prayer that you offer to God. Yes, tell him your requests. Tell him your needs. He's honored when we come to him and, and lay before him our lives. But we ought to always do it with thanksgiving for the very fact we can come to God. We can tell him our needs and our fears and our desires. We ought to be thankful to him that he listens and he responds according to his will. That's the win of thanksgiving. Always. Now, the what of thanksgiving. It says giving thanks always for all things. Verse 20. For all things. What are we to be thankful for? For all things. That's a big order. And... 
It's not that we give thanks for all things because all things are easy or comfortable or things we would have chosen. We know there's an awful lot in this life that is a part of the fallen world that we live in. We all suffer with illness and pain and loss. It's a part of the human experience. But what we can do is in all those things, we can give thanks to God for it because we know God's going to take it and use it somehow, not only for our benefit, but for the benefit of others. And that is when you're on a higher level, a higher plane of spiritual relationship to God. Now, I'm not saying you're not saved if you're down there on that low level, you're grumbling and complaining all the time. But that isn't where God wants you to be and stay. He wants you to be this person who is giving thanks to God for all things. Not because it's easy, but because you know that God is in control. You are ultimately recognizing who God is, that he is God, when you're able to give thanks for all things. Because you know that God is still at work, even though you can't understand it at that moment. You don't know why this is happening. Or how it's going to turn out. But you know God is still God. And I would submit to you that that is the point at which we're actually exercising faith. That we're walking by faith and not by sight. Because we know that God is there. And we know that God is at work. And he's going to take whatever we deal with and use it for good. That's what he promises to do. We know that his word tells us in Romans eight twenty eight that God is at work, working all things together for good. It doesn't mean that everything itself is good, but God brings good through even that which is not good. That's his miracle. That's his power. And someday we're going to be in heaven where there is no more sickness, no more pain, All of the fallen things of this world will be no more. And until that day comes, we should give thanks to him for all things. One writer said, do you thank God for your dirty dishes? For your dirty dishes? That's hard to do, isn't it? But the writer went on to say, a lot of people would like to have dirty dishes. That means you had something to eat. And all around the world, there are a lot of people, they wake up and they wonder if they're going to eat today. That's the thing uppermost in their mind. We're so removed from that, for the most part, in our country. And we should be thankful to God for all that he has blessed us with. I read of a professor and a preacher He was a minister, but he also taught at a Bible school. He got to thinking one day about some of the people who had been a blessing to him in his life. And he thought about a teacher that he had had when he was a young boy. The teacher had shown some special care to him, given him special attention, and it had helped him so much. It had meant a great deal in his life. She taught him to love to read, to love books. And so he felt moved to write that teacher a letter and so he wrote her a letter thanking her for how she had invested in his life 
And then not too long after that, he received a letter from that old teacher. It was written in a shaky, feeble hand, and it began, Dear Tommy, it had been a long time since anybody called him Tommy. That's what he was called when he was a boy. And she called him that, and it made him feel like he was back there again. And this is what she wrote. I cannot tell you how much your note meant to me. I'm in my 80s now, living alone in a small room, cooking my own meals, lonely and like the last leaf of autumn lingering around. You will be interested to know that I taught in school for 50 years, and yours is the first note of appreciation I have received in many, many years. It came on a blue, cold morning, and it has cheered me as nothing has in so long. And that preacher said, I am not sentimental, but I wept over that note. You see the difference it can make, not only in your life when you begin to give thanks, but if you'll thank somebody that God has used in your life, you'll, you may never know what it does for that person, how it helps them, how it cheers them. There is a real power to giving thanks we need to thank him in all things and sometimes he'll move us to thank other people as a part of thanking him when we're thankful for the people that God has placed in our lives and show them appreciation instead of grumbling and complaining all the time then God is not only honored but he uses that to be a blessing itself to other people. I would encourage you, this Thanksgiving season heading toward Christmas, wouldn't it be great if we all just sat down for a moment and thought about, God, who would you have me to, to give thanks to? And then do it. Move it from theory to practice. Start giving thanks to people. And see what God does. I think he'll not only change us, encourage us, but he'll use it to be a blessing to other people. Be thankful for the provision of God in your life. Whether we understand it or not, that verse Romans eight twenty eight that I mentioned before. It's all a part of God's purpose. Because when it says... And we know that all things work together for good, for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. That phrase, work together for, is a word that means, it's a phrase that means toward an object, toward a purpose. And that is referring to the purpose of God. Not our purpose, but the purpose of God. And so he promises to take all things and work them together for the accomplishment of his purpose. That may be his purpose in our life, but also his larger purpose for the whole world, for eternity that we are a part of. We don't have to understand it. And that's a big help to being able to give thanks for all things. Just tell yourself, I don't have to understand it. But God says to give thanks. 
because he's at work to accomplish his purpose. And that's enough. That's enough. There is a a poem called The Tide is Sure to Win, written by a woman named Priscilla Leonard. It says, On the far reef the breakers recoil in shattered foam, while still the sea behind them urges its forces home. Its song of triumph surges o'er all the thunderous din. The wave may break in failure, but the tide is sure to win. The reef is strong and cruel upon its jagged wall. One wave, a score, a hundred, broken and beaten fall. Yet in defeat they conquer. The sea comes flooding in. Wave upon wave is routed. But the tide is sure to win. O mighty sea, thy message in clanging spray is cast. Within God's plan of progress... It matters not at last how wide the shores of evil, how strong the reefs of sin. The wave may be defeated, but the tide is sure to win. Have you ever watched the ocean? Wave upon wave breaks on the shore, but eventually it's the tide that prevails. The tide, you see, is God's providence. It's God's will. It's God's purpose. And in our lives, sometimes we're in the midst of a, of a wave that comes over us and it breaks. And we don't know how it's all going to turn out. But we can know and we can give thanks to God that despite all of these Waves and all of the, cl the clashing and all the sound and fury. Eventually, it's the purpose of God that will be done. And so if you can't give thanks for anything else, give thanks for that. That God is going to win. And we're a part of that victory as his people who give thanks to him always for all things. And then finally, the how of thanksgiving. How can we do it? You have the Spirit of God to help you. Go back to verse 18, which precedes, of course, the 20th verse. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. If you're filled with the Spirit of God, He'll help you to have a heart of gratitude. The Spirit of God produces that in your life and in mine. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you are indwelled by the Spirit. The Spirit of God lives in you. But the experience we're told to happen repeatedly is to be filled with the Spirit. It's not that the Spirit leaves you, but it's a decision of the day. Every day, every moment, you have to give yourself over to the control of God's Spirit, every aspect of your life. And when you give yourself over to Him, He will produce gratitude and thanksgiving in your heart. That's how you can do it. You don't have to do it in your own strength. God will give you the strength to give thanks to Him in all things. This is inextricably woven with the phrase, be filled with the Spirit. 
To be filled with the Spirit is to be thankful. If you're not thankful, you're not Spirit-filled. At that moment in your life, if you're, if you're doing nothing but grumbling and complaining, you're not under the control of the Spirit of God at that moment. That's just not who He is. Instead, He will produce a heart of thanksgiving and gratitude to God. That is a mark of the Spirit-filled life. Because the Spirit produces that in you and me. One commentator said, do you know that gratitude and grace comes from the same root? Grace and gratitude have the same Latin root word, gratus. And did you know that think and thank come from the same root word? Think and thank are indeed etymologically related and have as a common ancestor the ancient Indo-European root tong, meaning to feel or, th or think. And so he continues. There's a purpose to him going to all that. Gratitude and grace are related just as think and thank are related. And when the Holy Spirit of God fills you with the grace of God, gratitude flows out of your heart. And when the Spirit causes you to think of Jesus, then you must thank God. Therefore, no matter what your lot, no matter what happens, you begin to thank the Lord. So when you think about Jesus, then how can you not thank God? If there's nothing else going on that you perceive to be Worthy of thanksgiving as a Christian, you can always be thankful for Jesus and his saving grace. Now, there's a lot more to be thankful for. And we're told to give thanks for all things because we know that God will take it. And just like that tide that keeps rolling in, it will eventually lead to the ultimate victory of God. And the who of thanksgiving, giving thanks always for all things unto who? God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why would it say that? James 1.17 says, For every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. God is good all the time. And therefore... We should give thanks always for all things unto the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's do that. Let's do that not only this week, but let's be people of thanksgiving so that God will be glorified and so that his will will be accomplished in us and through us now and forevermore. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for your word that is it's so clear. It's so direct. Sometimes it's stunning how clear it is. And then trying to take it and do it and apply it. That's where we fall down. But Lord, help us to depend upon you, to trust you, and to begin to, to practice what you tell us to do here. To give thanks. Always. For all things. And to do it unto you we thank you lord for making it possible your grace is so amazing 
It's more than possible for us to be thankful. It's just who we should be, having experienced your mercy, your love, and your grace. So in this time of invitation now, if there are decisions that need to be made, it may be a private decision to say, Lord, help me to be thankful today and every day. I'm going to start doing that. And you might just start giving thanks. Give thanks, even as we sing this invitation hymn. Start thinking about who you need to tell that you appreciate because God has used them to be a blessing in your life. It might be the person you're standing next to. Somebody at home. Somebody at work. Lord, there may be public decisions you'll lead us to make in this moment. Someone who needs to publicly stand for Jesus and say, I, I've given my life to him. I want to receive him as my Lord and Savior. Someone who needs to follow you in church membership and you're leading them to this church. Lord, whatever you want. We pray that our decisions here, our commitments, would be an act of thanksgiving to you as we praise you and as we honor you with our lives. For it's in the name of Jesus we now pray. Amen.